Amen. Jesus, Jesus. I just love to say that name. There's power in that name. It's a beautiful name. At that, I love that part. It just says, your name shall not be overcome. Come on, that's, that is just, that's revival right there. That your name cannot be overcome. There's a lot of things that, 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 that can be overcome. You know, all, so that means all the situations you're going through, it's a name above every name. So no matter what you name what you're going through right now, and his name is above that, and his name will not be overcome. So praise God that, that his name will not be overcome. Wow, what, what a wonderful worship we've had here today. And uh, we, have, we have a great crowd here today, and I, I just, sitting right over there a while ago, I counted about 15, 18 people that, that called me and said they're out of town, they're getting ready to have, my mom's getting ready to have surgery on her foot, and, and she, don't wanna, she just don't want to be around people because of that, and, and they're out of town, or, or they're, they're at a family function, or just all kind of stuff going on still. And, um, but I'm so glad that you were here today, and I'm hoping they're watching online so we can share together with that. Um, and I'm excited about tonight getting back with you in just a kind of chilled out ses- setting and just uh, uh, take down some Christmas decorations, laugh and joke and have a good time and get some stuff, get stuff started to be ready for the warm hands and feet. So, but anyway, um, we, we, last week we talked about, first off I got this little series this whole month of, um, you know, the, a, new, a new year, new you. Last week was new year, new heart. This week is new year, new, month, I mean, new um, mind and then it's new focus. And, you know, and then we're going to go on and have, have new vision, and it's just it's going to be good. And then in February, we'll talk about love. Um, but I'm really excited about this, this, this whole month and this 100 days of glory. Um, hopefully, you've been able to do that. And if you don't know what that is, you know, you can go on our Facebook page or on our, on our calendar on our um, uh, website. Thank you. And you can look it up. But what, basically what it is, it's, it's 100 days of glory. The 100, 100 days from January 1st is Palm Sunday. How beautiful is that? And so, so, um, for, so 100 minutes a week, you pray and read your Bible. So that's 15 minutes a day. You can do it seven and a half, seven and a half, eight, you know, eight and whatever that is, and um, eight and seven, and, or you can do it 10 and five, but what, do that. Now, if you want to level it up a little bit, do 15 minutes of praying and 15 minutes of reading your Bible. Then also, we're doing um, 100 days of fasting. So that means for the 100 days, you do some kind of fast. You can change that weekly or monthly or daily. Um, you can say for the whole time, this is what I'm going to do, okay? Um, I know this week, you know, I, I, this week I, I'm, I have serious radio, so I'm real bad sitting late at night watching um, uh, news at late at night time. And when I'm in my car, I'm either listening to 90.5 or I'm listening to the news. This week I, I upped the ratings of 90.5 because that's pretty much all I listen to. Um, you know, and and it, I can't tell you how much extra time I have, how much better my spirits are that I hadn't inundated myself with the news of, you know, because they're so negative. You know, you know they're, they're both thieves. You know, we got to get, get to the middle and say, you know what, I'm not right or left, I'm in the middle. Well, why do you say that, Pastor? Because Jesus is in the middle. You know, because, because Jesus sat between two thieves, the right, one on the right and one on the left, right? And he was in the middle. There's thieves on both sides, right? So, so the thing is, is we got we to gotta say, you know what, God, I want, I want you to lead me because I'm, I'm not part of this world. This world does not dictate who I am, this, this, this world. Um, all this does not dictate um, my success or my failure. You do. It doesn't matter who, who's in charge and all that kind of stuff. They may, they may slightly touch it, but, but, but God's the one who, who decides it, right? Um, and he's the one who, who he says, never seen as righteous forsaken. 
And so it was really great for me this week to be able to, to, to do that. It was one of the things that I was fasting. So whatever you want to fast, if, whether it's sweets, sugars, and, or it's a food, or you're doing a Daniel fast the whole time or part of the time, whether you're doing social media. Some of you said that you're doing social media and you've got a whole lot of extra time on your hands too. Um, you know, whatever it is, if it means something to you, it means something to God. So please be a part of that. That's a big deal. And I'm just, I just know it's already transforming our church for us being able to do that. Because if, if you get more in the Word than you were, and you get more prayer than you, you did, and you fast some, and you're also, I didn't mention 100 days of generosity, this first month of January is a generosity of time. You're giving extra time to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, to, to a stranger, to wherever, to the church serving. You know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't normally come out tonight, but you give some extra time tonight. You know, we, we, we may have too many people, but it'll be fun. We'll just hang out and laugh and joke and have a good time. Um, so uh, the thing is, is, is we, if we can do all those things, man, for 100 days straight, you can't tell me that won't rock our world. You can't tell me that being more in the Word and more in prayer and that, you know, and if you already spend 15 minutes a day, don't count that 15 minutes. You can't say, well, I already spent 15 minutes a day, so I'm part of this 100 days of glory. You know, you got, what you've got to do is add 15 minutes, right? Okay, but anyway, so New Year's, everybody loves a new house, a new car, you know, uh, um, new, a, new, a new baby, everybody loves new babies and new golf clubs, you know, a new haircut, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, a new season, a new Hallmark movie, ain't that cool when they come out every year um, for Christmas, you know, but there's something about a, a new year, how exciting it is for you to have a new year, um, and because it's a, chance, it's a chance for you to reset your mind. Because see, what you don't know, or you haven't thought about probably, is whatever your mindset is for last year, that's how you ended up. If you, if you were depressed and defeated all year long, you, at the end of the year, you had a depressful, defeated year. Nobody says, I was depressed and defeated all year long. But man, did I prosper. Man, did things go good in my life. Think about it. Your mindset is, is, is what starts and tracks and leads you to, to, to your destiny. You know, and a lot of times you got to speak those things as not as though they were and just believe, God, I'm going to have a great year this year. Maybe nothing's changed from last year, but you know what, God? I'm changing, and, you, and you're not changing, and your plans for me are still the same. So as they were last year, I didn't complete it because, you know what, I had a bad attitude. I had a bad mindset. I let politics and the, all these other things get in my mind, and, and, the, and corona and, and, and the fluorona and all the, all the junk that's going on, and, and I let that get in my mind, and vax, unvax, all this junk got in my mind, and, and, the, and, the, and the inflation and all this, but you know what, God, this is a new year, new me, and I'm going forward, and this year's going to be amazing, yeah. and it is, and I truly believe, I told you, January 1st, I woke up with an excitement in my blood, like I haven't in several, several years, probably since well, whoever, I don't know how long it was that I felt this much excitement about what God was getting ready to do in our midst, in our spirit, and in this church, you know, and I just know He is, and I'm so excited about it, um, but, but, uh, so we're starting this new, this, new, this new thing about refocusing. Last week we talked about you gotta, for you to have a new beginning, you've got to change your heart in three ways. You've got to start having a listening heart. It means you're listening to God, and you're listening to God in your heart and your spirit. Um, you've got to have a prioritized heart. God has to be first. God can no longer be second, third, or fourth. He should have never been second, third, or fourth. Um, because as I said last week, if he's second, he ain't your God. Because the scripture says, you should, thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's one of the Ten Commandments. You can't do that. You can't, you can't claim to have God. But he, he's number two, man. He's number two. I mean, my gosh, can't he be happy with that? No, he's not. If, if he's not number one, he's not your God. And then you've got to have a committed heart. Committed heart. 
But committed means I'm committed. I don't feel like it today, but I'm committed. I don't feel like praying today, but I'm committed. I don't feel like going to church today, but I'm committed. I don't feel like serving today, but I'm committed. I don't feel like um, having faith today, but I'm committed. And you've got to have that committed heart to God and, 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 to, and to your family to, to, to have that new year. See, your mind is, um, is, uh, is like a computer. And sometimes you've got to reset your computer, right? You know, um, and, and we have to, how we perceive the world through our mind is, is how we act in this world. And th it's through the lens of our mind. And you, you are saved in your heart, but you, you, you're, you get saved in your heart, but you stay saved by the renewing of your mind. Okay? Listen to that. You're saved in your heart, but you stay saved by renewing. Because how many people have you ever heard of that supposedly got saved? They changed their heart. They gave their heart to God, but they didn't change their mind. I still want to drink. I still want to cuss. I still want to look at pornography. I still want to cheat. And I still want to cheat on my wife and this, that, and the other. But, but I'm saved. No, you've you got to change your mind, too. That This six inches sometimes can, can make you backslide because you, you, you change, God changes your heart, but you've got to change your mind. And how do we change our mind? By the renewing of our mind, you know, by not being conformed to the world, by reading the Bible and praying. Your mind is a muscle, and you're going to work it, okay? Um, Romans 8 and 6 says um, you're either going to let your flesh work your mind or you're going to let your spirit work your mind. One of those two is going to control your, your mind. Um, Romans 8 and 6 says, um, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. If we're not careful, we'll allow our flesh to control our minds. And our mind, it'll make our, us think bad things, feel bad things, act in bad ways. Um, Roman 90, um, Psalms 94, 19. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. When doubts filled my mind, well, how does that happen? Renewed hope and cheer. So what happened? You know, Psalms was saying that, um, David was saying in Psalms that it's a renewed hope and cheer. So what did he have to do for his, the doubts came in his mind? What did he do to have a renewed hope and cheer? He renewed his mind and kept it steadfast on God. Your mind is like a muscle. And it is strengthened, um, and more it's strengthened, the more it becomes effective. And Romans 12 and 2 says it so beautifully. Don't copy the behavior or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Our thinking, our thought process is what changes who we are. Then you will learn, after you change the way you think, then you will learn through your mind that, um, to know that God's, God's will for you when what is good and pleasing and perfect. That's why we say renew our mind. It's like a, it's like a hard set refund. You know how you have a hard set refund you know, on your iPhone, whatever? Androids probably can't do that. They're not as good. But, you know, what you do, or pixels or whatever, whatever that mess is that you got over there. But, you know, you, 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 know you, you go up one, you go down one, and then match this one and hold it until it, it resets. And what, what does that do? That, that closes all the apps that are running in the background. All the tabs that are open, it shuts them down. And when you renew your mind, you're closing all the tabs that are open in your back. You're shutting down all the apps that don't need to be there. And then it, and, and, and it gives you the opportunity to say, okay, now I shut them all down. Now I can hold, hold, and I can let, let it a little wiggle and jiggle, and I can match delete and delete that app. Right? Um, you only know that if you're an iPhone user, but... Okay, but anyway, but so scripture does not say, you know, we, uh, renew your flesh. It says renew your mind. 
We're controlled by our flesh if we're not careful. But God don't even try to, your flesh is evil. Your flesh and your fleshy desires is evil. God don't even worry about that. He said, don't even try to renew your, your flesh is evil. It's going to be evil. But your mind is redeemable. So renew your mind. And when we renew our minds, we receive clarity about who God is and what he wants. So today we're going to talk about for a few minutes about Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, 1 through 9. And um, let's see here. Joshua served under Moses and he was next in line to, to, to be in charge. And this was, this was a big deal. Jo Moses had died in this scripture we're about to read. And, and it was Joshua's time to step up. Joshua had never led, led. He was always under Moses. He always did what he was told. You know, and plus, he, he did what he was told, but he don't know if that was right or not because they've been walking around in the wilderness for 40 years. You know? And so he saw Moses and saw God's hand on his life, but he said, you know what, man, we're just walking around here in the desert. And so he had to lead this, this army out of the desert into the promised land, and he had to lead this army of people into battle. And so let's read that real fast. I don't have it up here. I'm just going to read it to you because it's so long. Um, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses' I mean, Joshua was Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I'm giving them. So Moses led them across the Red Sea, and, Jordan, um, and Joshua led them across the Jordan River. Uh, I promise you what I promised Moses. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on the land that I have given you. From the Negev wilderness into the south of the Lebanon mountains into the north from the Euphrates River in the east and the Mediterranean Sea into the west, including all of the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Now, um, I, I was studying... And I was looking at some commentaries about this part because it was intriguing to me about all that. And I come across a, a little commentary from J. Vernon McGee. And some of y'all might know him. And I, he's, he's, a good, he's a good gentleman. I like to listen to him. But, but, but he said something about this scripture, right? And I want to so stop before I finish reading it and tell you what he said about this. He said, God gave them the land, and that was unconditional. The land is yours, okay? But the possession of the land was conditional. You have to go take it. So there's land in our lives. God, God has given us so many things. God has given you gifts, but you have to take that. You have to possess that. There's, there's things in your life that God has promised you, and God can promise it to you all day long, but you've got to go and possess it. Think about that. Y'all are quiet because I think that was good to you because it was good to me. I got quiet after I heard it. I, was like, I, I paused. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And I backed up. I was like, say that again. That was pretty powerful. So it's unconditional of what God gives you. That, but but is it, for you to possess it, you got to go get it, right? So let me continue on. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you and I will not abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land that I swore to you and your ancestors. I will give it to them. I would, I would give it to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful and obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning to the left or to the right. Again, to the left or to the right. Don't turn. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. I love, let me stop again. Whenever I was in Israel, there was a guy named Gideon. He was one of the greatest 
ever. He's the one who would take Perry Stone and Jensen and all these great, 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 anybody that was of any statue that wanted the greatest uh, um, guide took Gideon. And we had Gideon with us several years. Um, and because Pastor Tammy has some pool there. Matter of fact, you know, Pastor Tammy, when we were down there this past time, there was only seven groups that got to go to Israel this whole year, and we were one of them. And uh, Pastor Tammy, they asked her to do an interview. Her interview went before, about going to Israel, went before the Knesset. Knesset. You know what a Knesset is? That's like Congress. They took her, they, they videoed her and took it before Congress. I was like, come on, keep the men back in the house. That was powerful, man. But um, so, so, so she has a lot of pull over there. So she got, this, she got Gideon, and Gideon was always, he would always hold the book. And he would always say, he wouldn't call it the Bible. He would say, he said, go to the book. You got to read the book. It's in the book. Study the book. Meditate on the book. And he would, oh, man, he'd have this big old, it was, it was about this big, but it was thick, man. He would just read, he would have it. And his mom and dad was in the Six-Day War, so he, he lived in Israel. He knew everything, man. It wasn't nothing. But, but he would say, the book, you, it's the book, the book is precious. And I think it's time that we, as, as a church, um, go back to the book. We, we, I think we know the book, and we think we know it good enough to where we can remember what the book says. That's what this 100 Days of Glory is, renewing our mind, getting us back to the book. To be precious, to, to understand and love the book. You know, I, I've, I've told, I've told um, Grayson and Amanda that I want the kids back there, I, they, we got little tiny Bibles back there. And I told them, I want, I want us to be able to give each child back there a little Bible so they can hold the book. And say, love the book, love the Bible, the Bible's good, the Bible helps you, the Bible's good. Just, just to touch it and feel it and love on it. You know, I love that. And I want them kids at a, at a baby age to start holding the Bible. Even if they don't know what it is, tell them it's the Bible, the Bible, the Bible every Sunday, right? Um, so, um, but he says, he goes on to say, meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything that's written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man, I tell you what, that's, that is just powerful. I mean, all that stuff that he tells Joshua. And do you understand that everything he told Joshua is still for us as well? You may notice that, that God told, he told Joshua not to be, why, why do you think he told Joshua not to be afraid? Because <clears throat> he was afraid. <laughs> that wasn't a trick question. He, he was afraid. He says, don't be afraid, because Joshua was afraid. So as a leader, you may be afraid. You know, when you're doing something, you may be a little afraid at times, and we have to go to God and remember, don't be afraid. That word is for you. Don't be afraid. Okay? Um, and because, see, um, he never led people. Moses led people. He, he didn't conquer the promised land. He tried to, uh, he never established a nation. God knew exactly what, what Joshua needed in this little, this little word to him, the word of God to, Moses, to Joshua. He, he, he knew exactly what he needed for him to get out of his fear zone, right? Um, and to break that. So he spoke some words of encouragement over him. And those were the words of encouragement that he spoke. And throughout this message, I want you to understand that these words that he spoke to Moses are for you as well. So the first word that he spoke to Moses, and first off, I want you to understand, that was the word of God. Okay, the word of God spoke to Joshua. Okay, so now, as we talked about before, not very often are you just going to hear God's voice come down. It is very, very rare. You've got to be in a special place with God to hear that. So because of that, we have the word of God to speak to us. And I think, again, the church has gotten away from it, realizing, I need a word, I need a word. Okay, wham! 
Look at this. Look, look at all these words in here. All these promises for us, right? And so we got to understand that we got, if you want a word from God, you, you got to read your word and he will give you a word. You will find it. It's right here. So the first word of encouragement he gave to Moses and he's given to you today through me is a word that, 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 this, that this word was a word of purpose. Look what verse 6 says. Be strong and courageous. You are the one who will lead these people and possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. When I read that, I don't know about you, but it stuck out to me. You are the one. I've never seen that before. I mean, I've read it, but it didn't, it didn't it, it, in, in my eyes, it emboldened. You are the one. God chose Joshua. And I want you to say right now, I am the one. God chose me. God has a purpose for you. And God chose you. You are selected for the purpose that the Creator created you for. You have everyone in here. Nobody sitting in here does not have a purpose. If not, you're not here. If you're here on this earth, you have a purpose. God created you for a purpose. And God chose you. You are selected to, do, to be the one. You are the one. Noah, um, Noah and Moses were called to be rescuers. Noah rescued his family to, to change everything around. You know, and, so, and Moses rescued um, the, um, Israel out of, out of the Egyptian hand. David, was, um, his purpose was to be a king. Nehemiah's purpose was to be a restorer of the breach. Jonah's purpose was to be a preacher to, to, the, to, to the lost. And Paul, his, his purpose was to be an apostle. So those, that was the word of the Lord to tell him, you have purpose. I chose you. You are the one. Okay? Um, and so, you know, maybe you, know, maybe you, you can relate to that being a rescuer. Maybe, maybe you, you, you are a, a, a policeman or, or a sheriff or, or maybe you are a nurse or a doctor or somebody on the front lines like that. You know, maybe you are a fireman. You know, and there's a bunch of firemen in our town, but there's only one fireman in a year, and he's sitting back in there learning the sound, praise God. <laughs> Amen. That's just such a big deal. I have to keep bringing that up because that's just, that's just not easy. That's just not something that you do. That's just not something that you're like, hey, can I, can I put my name in for that? That's just not how it works. And so it's a super big deal, especially in this time, in, the, in this facility. So, you know, Blake, I'm honored to have you on our leadership team and honored that you're, that you're part of our congregation. Um, so anyway, but, but, you know, so God called you um, maybe to spread the truth, to be an evangelist. Maybe, you just, maybe you're not supposed to be up here preaching the word, but maybe you're supposed to be out in the streets and in your work spreading the word. And you're an evangelist and you talk to people like that. Maybe you're, supposed to, you're called to serve and you're an usher, you're a greeter, you work out in a parking lot. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe God's called you to prayer and you, you, you're a prayer warrior and you're an intercessor. You know, um, and maybe he's called you to, to, to worship, and maybe you worship, and you're on a worship team, or you're, you're worshiping and handling the media. Maybe you're a teacher, and you learn to break down scriptures really well. Small group leader. But all these are gifts that God, that God has given. Um, and, and so here's the point that I want you to get, is that when we meditate on the Word of God, we, we, He speaks purpose into our life. You will, your, your purpose will be more clear and more clear and more clear. But what if I'm not reading about my purpose? Just reading the Word of God, God will speak to you. You can be reading something else about Jonah and a whale, and he'll talk to you about your purpose. Everywhere you read, you're going to find purpose in God. Okay, the second um, um, thing that God spoke, the word that God spoke to Joshua, that he's speaking to you as well, is the word of promise. In um, Joshua 1, 7, and 8, he said, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the things Moses gave you, all the instructions that he gave you. Don't deviate from them. And see, that's a problem. 
We, you know, God gives us instructions, and we deviate from them, and then we wonder, why did I, how did I get over here? Because you deviated from the instructions. Um, do not deviate from them, turning either left or right. Then you will be, succeed in everything you do. Study this book and, of instruction. This is a book of instruction, right? Um, carefully. Meditate on it day and night, and you will be sure to obey everything that is written in it, and only then will you prosper. When you study the book, then you prosper um, and succeed in everything you do. See, a, a, play, a, a book, uh, a story or a book can be informational, it can be inspirational, it can be personal, it can be instructional. Um, it could be, you know, you watch television movies, it could be, um, a story or a movie or a book can be a drama, a love story, a thriller, a chiller, you know, or, or action movie, what have you. Um, but this one here, this story, if you, if you t it does have thrills and chills in it. It does have drama in it. It, it does have action in it. But this is a book of promises. This is what this is. This is a book of promises to you. It's not, it's not a book of, 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 of uh, commands and laws and do, don't do's. It's, it's actually a command of promises. The, the don't do's are there to help you to do. The don't do's aren't there to, to take over what to do. The don't do's is don't do this because I want you to do this. The don't do's is only to point to the fact that I want you to do this. So, um, the, the book is filled with promises. That's why, you know, it's, 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 the, it's the Old Testament, New Testament. But a lot of people, you hear a lot of, a lot of theologians say, um, Old Covenant, New Covenant. What's a covenant? It's a promise. It's a promise. It's a contract. It, it's a direction. And a covenant is a covenant between you and somebody of what you're going to do and what they're going to do. So the old covenant, the new covenant is where we live at now, right? And the, the, it's a covenant between God and us saying, God says, I'll do this if you do this. I promise you the land, you got to possess it. Okay? So he promised Adam and Eve. He said, he said that the seed would come and crush the serpent's head. And that's translation is that Jesus would come and destroy Satan, all that Satan started by bringing sin into the world, by having Christ die on the cross. He made a promise to Abraham that he would have many children, um, even though he was old in age. And, and, and Sarah, his wife, was like 90-something. Uh, he promised the Israelites the, 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 um, the promised land. And, and he said they just had, had to go there and, and do that and obey. And then he also he promised us his son. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that, the promise, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting Life. That's a promise to us. Now, here's a whole lot more promises. Again, I didn't put these on a screen because there's like 10 of them, and I'm just going to shoot through them real fast. But I want you to think about these, listen to these if you want a, a copy of them. I can send them to you, um, this, this little copy here of, the, of these scriptures. But I want you to, one of them is going to speak to you today, I believe. Okay? Here we go. Isaiah 40 and 29. If you want to write down the, the, you know, the, the, the address, you can. Um, Isaiah 40 and 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power to the weak. Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. James 1 and 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to you. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Deuteronomy 31 and 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches in glory in Christ Jesus. We know he has a lot of riches in glory to meet our needs. Romans 8.28, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 10 and 9, If you declare in your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall, what? Amen. Be saved. I'm just about getting over my laryngitis from the cold I had, and now I think after this is over, I'm going to get laryngitis again a little bit. Because I don't know how to speak from my diaphragm. I speak from right here. Okay, so I don't know. It's, it's okay. I'll just deal with it. I just, I, I'll, just, I'll just take me some, uh, some tea tonight. I'll drink some, some a little toddy of tea. Okay? So, if you, if you don't believe enough to read, you won't receive. That's why Joshua, he told Joshua that, that, that the promise was the prosper and succeed in all you do is a promise, but that's unconditional long as you con- conditionally study this book of, of instruction continually and meditate on it day and night so that you will obey everything that's in it. That's why we have the 100 days of glory. Okay? And I know it's probably hard. Is, is it going okay for, for everybody that's, that's doing it? Is everybody having a good t- learning you're doing? You know, it's probably hard for some of you. Y- yeah. I- if you're struggling a little bit, you miss a day, that's okay. Don't beat yourself down. You're human. So, oh, say, oh, man, you can either try to make it up or don't make it up and don't let guilt come. Just say, you know what? I'm going to get back on the bandwagon. It's a process. Over the next 100 days, it will become a habit, and then you won't have to worry about it. You'll think about it every day. Okay, and my goal is that after this hundred days of, of to glory, that after the hundred days is over, that we have another hundred days, maybe that that you 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 go on your own, maybe not a a, a calling from the church, but maybe you have another hundred days, and maybe it's fifty days of glory at that point. Maybe you can only do a little bit, you know. Maybe that you got so hungry for the word of God, maybe the next month is two hundred days, and you spend thirty minutes a day, right? Come on. Okay, so we want, to hear, we want to hear what God promises us um, by being in the Word of God, and we can start believing His promises. If you want to experience the blessings of God, then you have to do what, what Joshua did, and that's meditate on the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. And that is, meditate just means to study, to focus, to learn. And you have to, when you're meditating, someone asked me the other day about, uh, is it okay to meditate? Well, that's a lot, it's cool what you're meditating on. Somebody might say, well, I meditate. Well, yeah, but you've got to meditate on God, the Word of God. Amen. You know, all, all this, this, this stuff about uh, what, do you, what do they call it when they manifest, all that manifesting junk, that's of the devil. You can't manifest nothing. You know, you can speak, you can speak life and stuff, but you can't manifest. No, God manifests. You, 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 we are not God. You know, that's just another little, little thing for people trying to get people to say, well, I'm going to manifest that. No, you no. can't manifest nothing. So anyway. Um, that's just of the devil. But anyway, let it feed your soul and point you to worship God. Encourage you during the challenging times. Okay, the third word. The third word that God gave to Joshua, which is also, again, for you, is the word of his presence. And this one, is to me, is just one of my favorites. I just, I just love the presence. Anybody besides me just love the presence of God? You know, I get in the word, but I get in the word better when I'm in the presence of God. <laughs> 
So a lot of times I like to start off with some worship and music and do that kind of stuff, you know, and I, I'm all the time having music playing in the background when I'm, when I'm in here studying or I'm walking around in here, I'll turn the music on and have some music going and get, again, get my mind right. And I love for the presence of God because when the presence of God comes, you know, he'll still speak to you even if, if you're not like walking around in the Spirit. But, but, but when, you, when, you, when you're praying and you ask for the Holy Spirit, matter of fact, before you read the Word, what you need to do is just pray. Just take a minute and say, God, I just pray that Holy Spirit will just... That you'll just be with me right now. I'm getting ready to read your word, and I need you here so you can reveal things to me. I don't want to just read a book. Because how many times have you read something and didn't understand it? Because you just read it. How many times have you come in here and read the words on the screen, and you didn't get nothing out of it because all you did was read it? You didn't worship. Right? And so we got, we got to be active. We got to read it. We got to look at it and say, speak to me. And when you see, I'm planning on reading all of chapter 5. But oh, chapter 5, verse 4. Man, let me shut my book a minute and meditate on that. God, what did you mean by that? If you, if, you, if, you, if you did glory, glory, you know, you put glory, glory twice, which means you're going to do 100 days of, of it, and you want me to send you an uh, uh, email every week. Um, one of those emails is going to talk about the SOAP method, about how to, how to study the Bible, S-O-A-P, and it's going to tell you how to, how to, how to do that. Um, so, so the thing is, is that his presence is so important. Jesus was, I mean, Joshua was taxed, tasked with the impossible. They walked around for 40 years. He's got a ragtag bunch of groups that don't know what they're doing. They're just following the leader, you know, and he's got to take them and lead them out of here. And, 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 and it was a continual war going on, and our life is a continual war. Some, some, some seasons are harder than others, and some hardships are harder than the others. But you know what? The whole time that you're going through those hardships and you're going through those seasons, he is with you, just like he was with the Israelites and just like he was with Joshua. He is with you. Come on, say that with me. He is with me. Okay, let's try that again. He is with me. Amen. Yes. Um, okay, so maybe, maybe you're here today and you feel like God's left you, that he's not really been with you. He has. He's been there the whole time. Maybe you haven't reached out to him. Hebrews 13 and 5b, when I ever, if I ever do, if I ever say a scripture and then say A or B, what A means is before the, before the comma, B is after the comma. Okay, just, I mean, I'm not trying to, I want everybody to know, because sometimes that's hard to understand. What do you mean B? I didn't know there was a B. In, so what, what I'm saying is, is that it's the first half of the scripture or the last half of the scripture. I want, I want everybody to understand, because I know sometimes we have people in here and online that maybe don't, don't read the Bible, don't understand. When I said address a while ago, I meant that um, John is a book. And then when I say 12 or whatever, or Joshua's a book, um, one is a chapter, and then one through nine is the verses, okay? Because I want everybody to learn. I want everybody to grow. I don't want, you know, just to assume that everybody knows everything about it. But God's closeness can be felt by reading the Word. And so here in closing, um, I just want to tell you this, that God's presence is powerful. And all you've got to do is pray for His presence to be with you. And walk in the anointing of God and ask God to be in your life and ask God to help you and ask God to, 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 to minister to you. And when you pray, say, God, these are my promises. I'm promises, God. I'm just asking you to do what you promised. And he's like, I'm just asking you to, to, to do what you said you would do. And that's follow me. Read the word. Meditate. And possess. We have to possess. I, I, I'm asking you to do your promises. I'm asking, he said, I'm asking you to possess. So we have to possess. God's word to you today is that you have a purpose. He's given you promises and to get in his presence. If you don't have a Bible or don't have a Bible that you can read, let us know. You can go to the app store on your, your, your phone 
and you can go to U-Vision, and there's a little brown Bible on there, and you can look at that, and it'll help you, and it'll, it'll give you all the versions. You can go back and forth and look at the different versions and stuff, and you have it on your phone, and then you match the little speaker at the bottom, and it'll even speak the Bible to you, so you can just listen to it if you have a hard time reading like I do sometimes. Okay? Or if you want to go online and you're, you're a techie and you want to go online, you can go to blueletterbible.com and it'll give you the Greek and the Hebrew. It'll give you way more than you ever desired, I promise you. There's stuff I'm like, I can't even read. I don't even know what none of that is. That's in Greek and Hebrew. I don't even know what it says. But that'll help you as well. And also it has commentaries on there and stuff like that. So if you want to study, that's, that's a good way to be able to do that as well. Um, Jesus even teaches us in Matthew 4 and 4. It says, people do not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As we begin this new year, let us start working to the Bible, the book. We can't live by bread alone, but we can live, live by this. The Word of God will help you know who you are and whose you are. The Bible will let you know who you are, your purpose, what you are, and whose you are. We got to have the mind of Christ. And I'm here to tell you today that God wants to bless you. God wants to use you. God has a purpose for you. He is with you. And that if you'll just move more in line with what God's will for your life is, the promises of God, His will for your life, the purpose, and get in His presence and take it more serious. Begin to read the Bible more. And next week we're going to talk about prayer a little bit and focusing and stuff. You know, you do these things. I, I'm telling you, it will radically, radically R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y Change your life. It will change our church and change our community. If you want to make it to heaven and you want to make it there, excuse me, and you want to go through them gates and you want to hold your head back, you know, I, I had somebody tell me, I did, you know, I did, I did, as long as I make it to heaven, I don't care if I have a little shack in the corner of heaven and I slide down under the gate. No, no. I want to walk in with my head up and say, God, I did everything that I knew to do. I certainly failed, but I always turned to you. I stood on your promises, and I, stood, I stayed in your presence. And every time I failed, I came back to you and asked for forgiveness. And I did the best I could. I served you the best I could. And I want to be here today, God. And I know I've made it, but I'm excited to see what you got to say. And I want to stand with my shoulders back and my head up, not in arrogance. But in pride, that, that or not, not, when I say pride, understand what I'm saying as your pastor. I, pride, prideful that I did what God asked me to do the best I could. I want to be able to stand, okay, okay let me just take pride because I don't want to mess with anybody's mind. I want to stand there in confidence that, I, God, I did all that I knew to do. I failed some, I messed up a lot, but I'm here and I stayed with you the whole game. I never left. I never turned the channel to see what else was going on. Okay? And so God wants to do that to you today. Please be a part of it. If you had not jumped in, jump in today and start today, the 100 days. Do, do, gives people extra time. Try, you know, if, and as you're giving people extra time and there's a, there's a testimony in that, let me know. I want to hear about it. I would love to put them all together and talk about those, about how, how you gave extra time through generosity and what happened to you. If, if you had some kind of epiphany and something really great happened, somebody texted me the other day, was telling me about how they were, how they were fasting social media and, and, and how, how God was blessing them. And so, so let me know. I want to know them things. Text me. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll get back to you if I'm not right away. I will soon. Because God's going to do some great things, and God is just really going to bless this year. And I'm praying for all of you online as well. You are our family. You are, you are our, our camera congregation. 
And, and you're part of Kingdom, Kingdom Impact just as much as anybody else is. I have some of y'all on there that, that watch every single week without fail. Some of y'all give online. Some of y'all, I mean, it's just amazing. Y'all are so part of our church. I don't ever want you to feel like you're less than because you can't get here. Several of those live out of town and out, out, of, out, of, out of state and can't get, but they watch faithfully every week. And so thank you, thank you. Would you bow your hand, close your eyes, and let me bless you? Before I, I do that, is there anybody in here that will say, Pastor Doug, I'm not a Christian. I don't know Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. But I want to be saved. I want Christ to come in my heart. I want her to be redeemed. I want to do something. I want to make a difference. I want to be refreshed. I, I want God to come in my life. I feel like if I died, I think I could walk into heaven, but I would have my head down. Anybody here I want to receive Christ today? Say, I want Christ to come in my heart. And I want to be saved. If that's you online, you can message us if you don't want to say nothing right there, but please message us and let us know. My heart is about souls, and I want you to be saved. So who in here today will say, Pastor Doug, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, and I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing what I can, but pray for me that I, that I can um, trust God more, that I can stay more in His purpose of what He has for me, stand on His promises, and stay in His presence. Anybody? Yeah. My hand's up. I want to do more of that. Man. I want to be all I can be for Christ. I want to serve Him. I want to serve our community. That's why we're going to have a Operation Warm Hands and Feet because we want to serve our community. We want souls. And God is sending us souls. God is blessing us. Father, bless your people in Jesus' name. We love you and thank you so much for all that you've done. All that you're doing. Be blessed and glorified in Jesus' holy name. Bless your people. Let your face shine upon them, God. Give them peace and grace in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. Amen and amen. Last week, let me tell you how good God is. Last week, um, we, ha we had somebody come in last week. You know, we, were, we did it online only. And we had somebody come in last week. Through the, you know, I was in my office back there about two minutes before I preached and somebody walked in the door and they said this is our first time we want to be here and they're here today Jeremy and his, 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 his wife and, um, and uh, he's, he's, I said you want to go we're doing it online do you want to go home and watch it online he's like no we're here we want to, we want to worship and so they sat right back in the corner back there during service all by themselves and just being in the house of God look at God isn't that good and the hunger that they had you know so we're just honored to be Pastor James it's good to have you back today you and your family you haven't been here in a while he's planting a church um, up there, um, down the road a little bit, but he's been he's felt led to, to be here and serve with us until he gets to that point, maybe sometime later on in the year. So we're honored to have that. So it's so good to see every one of you. And um, 